What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Fantasy Rush Podcast, episode number 12. It's your hosts, Nolan and Bailey, as always. How you doing, Bailey? Doing great. How about yourself, Nolan? Doing amazing. We just came off a super exciting end to the Monday Night Football game between the Ravens and the Colts. We'll hop into that in a second. After we talk about that, we're going to talk about our Sunday summary, where from now on, we're going to go through each of the games quickly, give you a brief description, who did good, who did bad, then the game script overall. And after that, we're going to head into our waiver wire ads of the week where at each position we think the best player for each position you guys should be picking up. You ready to go? Let's do it. Let's hop into our Monday night football. All righty. So we are recording this right after the Monday night game happened. And just, wow. Uh, of course, right off the gates, the Colts came out firing Justin. Justin. Jonathan Taylor caught a huge uh, 74-yard touchdown pass to open up the game. Colts were up. 14 to 3 on the Ravens, and then there looked like they were driving down the field about to score again before half. Everyone thought this game was over. The Ravens blew it, and then the Ravens went on to score 22 unanswered points. Lamar Jackson popped off tonight, four total touchdowns. Mark Andrews had a career game with over 13 receptions for 160 yards and two touchdowns. Marquise Brown. Also had over 100 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner in overtime against the Colts. That was just a crazy wild ride of emotions. Bailey, did you did, did you feel like the Ravens had it in them to come back from the game when they were down the Colts from halftime? Um, yeah, I, I definitely thought that they had it in them. I think I thought they started a shot even at halftime when they weren't looking too good, but. I mean, you just can't count them out for any drive, especially when Lamar's out there doing his wizardry that he does, escaping the pass rush and getting out of the pocket and then running for another 20 yards. And then the next play, he throws 40 yards down the field to some to someone. So they're just such a hard defense to contain that you can't count them out ever. Yeah, that Ravens. Offense looked scary good coming out of that game. The rushing attack, uh, Tyson Williams is definitely falling out of the rotation, but Latavius Murray, Lamar Jackson, of course, and even some Devontae Freeman late in the game helped the Ravens get all the way down the field. And, of course, Mark Andrews on his deep balls and Mar- uh, Marquise Brown got in- involved heavily, and there was a couple other wide receivers for the Ravens, but not too heavily involved. But basically, Lamar, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, you had all the three of those guys or any of those guys that had an amazing night for you. I hope you guys won your Monday Night Football miracle you needed. Uh, someone in our league, actually, our main league, had uh, Lamar, Marquise Brown, and Mark Andrews on his team. And I think he dropped 90 points tonight in total, which is crazy. Yeah, that was insane to watch. Just to, like, keep track of that fantasy game. Yeah, guys, he was uh, he was 1% to win. And he went from one percent to ninety nine percent in like one one play, which is so. That's why I love fantasy football so much because that shit happens. But yeah, that was basically the Monday night game. Uh, Johnson Taylor had a really good game. He opened it up with a seventy four yard receiving touchdown. He didn't have a very productive game on the ground as he was uh, actually the. Colts' number one receiver in this game. Uh, Marlon Mack handled more of the rushing attack on the ground, which is surprising considering he requested a trade from the team. But I guess they're using him in the running back role. And then Taylor was took over Naeem's role in the receiving game, which if you're a Taylor owner, that's really good going forward. 
And Mary Tarpwell the Ravens side of the ball. And then the defenses, uh, Colts defense looked amazing until they collapsed and let the Ravens offense just tear them apart. Uh, aside from that, is there anything else you want to talk about in this game, Bailey? Um, no, I think we covered everything. That was pretty crazy parts. game, though. I, you know, you know, I know a crazy stat. Yeah. Every single Monday night football game, as far as gone to overtime. I was gonna. I was thinking that when they went to overtime, like the. I was thinking about how the Ravens they already went to overtime, like. And I realized that was also Monday night, but I didn't realize all of them. But every yeah. single one so far has been to overtime, which is really, really good for them, I guess, on picking primetime games. But got yeah, I always thought them. like the Monday night football games were never that good, but now there's now they're starting to heat up. They're all close games. Yeah, props to freaking whoever does the, the scheduling, <laughs> figured it out. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for our Monday Night Football recap. We're going to be recapping the Monday Night Game every single episode for your Tuesday episode right after the game, so it's fresh in our heads. But let's head into our Sunday summary. All right, guys, this is our Sunday summary where every single Tuesday episode, now we're going to go back into Sunday and recap every single game, give you a quick synopsis of what went on during the game, who did good, who did bad, your fantasy outlook to look forward to going forward. Let's hop into the first game where if you had been watching it, you would be up extremely early as it was a London game this week. It was against the New York Jets and Atlanta Falcons. I actually thought the Jets were going to be winning this one, but unfortunately they did not. Falcons won this game 27-20. to Matt Ryan had an amazing fantasy night. He had a 342 passing yards on two touchdowns. Mike Davis, as I said in the last episode, the Jets can't stop the run. Patterson and Davis both had 54 yards uh, rushing. Uh, Davis had the, the rushing touchdown on that one, but Patterson also had seven wrecks for 60 yards, so he did not disappoint. Kyle Pitts had his breakout game. He had nine receptions for 120 yards and a touchdown. You probably had him on your bench, but I think you started him. Congrats. Uh, going forward, he'd probably be more involved in this offense, but that was also with Ridley and uh, Russell Gage out, so take that into account going forward. Bailey, I don't know if you know this, but my boy, my Madden boy, Tajay Sharp, got four receptions for 53 yards in this game. Yeah, I did see that. It's was, was funny because there's been a few people in in our fantasy league that have been high on Sharp for Tajay Sharp for some reason or the other. So it was good to finally see him do something good in a NFL game. Yeah, he's been out of the league for like three years now, but like, you know, props. And on the New York side of the ball, Zach Wilson, uh, we can't trust him. He did look horrible. Michael Carter, uh, he's going to get you that 30 yards and a touchdown every week. So, I mean, uh, if that suits you for sure, Corey Davis, all relies on if Zach Wilson's good or not. Same with Jameson Crowder. Same with the rest of the Jets receiving core. You can always rely on the one touchdown game for the desperation flex rate from Carter. Other than that, not too much to look forward to on that Jets offense. Moving on to a game that was rather exciting, the Eagles and Panthers. Panthers were heavily heavily favored in this game going into it. The Eagles notched out the win 21-18 over the Panthers. Jalen Hurts had an okay game. I don't think it was actually anything too exciting. To be honest, he uh, had 198 yards, one interception. The thing is he had two rushing touchdowns on the ground, which which was huge for the Eagles as they could not get the rushing game going. 
Miles Sanders is not looking great this year. And Kenneth Gangwell did look good in the opportunities where he was put in, but they gave Miles Sanders the ball so much he didn't get much of an opportunity. It's proven that Devontae Smith is probably the only viable receiving option on this uh, offense. Uh, Goddard is not absolutely horrible for fantasy this year. Do not be playing Goddard going forward. And then on the other side of the ball, Darnold fell back down to earth and had his Adam Gaze days where he threw three interceptions, only 170 receiving yards and one, or passing yards and one touchdown. Chuba showed out this week. For prior, he did not do good McCaffrey's out, but he had over 100 rushing yards and over three three receiving yards with five receptions. So if you were the Chuba owner that played him, props to you. Other than that, DJ Moore fell back down to earth as well. He only had 40 yards receiving with five receptions. So overall, probably in this game, not the best fantasy outlook, unless you had Hurts or Chuba. But nonetheless, an exciting game. Next game we're going to talk about here is the Packers and Bengals. This was Bailey's upset of the week that almost happened, but about six mixed kicks off of uh, actually happening. This game was crazy because the amount, I don't know if you, how many of you guys actually watched this at home, but the amount of missed kicks that happened. Bailey, was it like six missed kicks in this game? Yeah, there's six missed kicks, and I think like five of them were in the was were like from the last two minutes and after or something crazy like that. Like most of them were in the final two minutes or overtime. Guys, if you if you if you're a Packers fan or Bengals fan, you probably had an anxiety attack during this game. The amount of missed kicks, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, gnarly. But let's talk about the fancy outlook here. On the Packers side of the ball first, Aaron Rodgers. You're going to rely on Aaron Rodgers to have amazing games no matter what. He's reliable, reliable 20-plus no matter what fantasy coming from him. The rushing attack is a little interesting here because Aaron Jones did have over 100 yards rushing, but A.J. Dillon did take the receiving work away from A.J. J- Aaron Jones where he had 49 yards receiving and a touchdown. Aaron Jones only had four receptions for six yards. So that might be a little bit tricky going forward. If you're the Aaron Dillon, make sure you do pick up A.J. Dillon because you need to have that option. Uh, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He had 11 reception for 206 yards and a touchdown. You, yeah, he's a bit, one of the best receivers in this game. Rushing, Joe Mixon was made active, surprisingly, uh, going into this game. So I was a little hesitant to play him. He only had 10 rushes for 33 yards and a touchdown. Smosh had P. Ryan had 60 rushing yards. And uh, P. Ryan was more involved in the passing game, too. He, has, he caught a touchdown, so... Obviously, a little lenient. Either probably Joe Mixon was not full health. He probably shouldn't have been activated for that game. Uh, Joe Burrow actually had a great game too, but except he threw the two interceptions, which cost him. But you could say that cost him. But it was end of the day, guys. The kicking was what uh, <laughs> ruined this game. But Mason Crosby ended up taking the last kick to to win this game. Bailey, heading the talking stick to you. Yeah, moving to the later window of games, starting off with the North. New Orleans Saints against the Washington football team. Alvin Kamara, he he had a monster game, typical of him. 100, 120 total yards combined, rushing and receiving. He added in two touchdowns, another great game for him. Jameis Winston, he had a pretty good game too, 25 total fantasy points, so pretty decent game if you had him in your lineup. Nothing spectacular, but definitely get it get another good fantasy production weekend there. For the Washington football team, uh, Antonio Gibson, he had a bounce-back game. He he had two touchdowns. Great to see him him have another good fantasy week, bounce back from a couple rough weeks. 
the past the past weeks before that. And then Terry McLaurin, he was a massive bust this week. He only put up six fantasy points. His big big part of that was Taylor Heineke. He he didn't do good at all this game. He threw two interceptions, zero zero touchdowns at all. So just overall, just other than Antonio Gibson for that Washington football team, nobody really did anything. And then now moving on to the, in my opinion, the game of the week was the Browns. Game of the year. Yeah, that that might be game of the year. Like I could, I almost stopped watching Red Zone to to just only watch this game. It was that good. Browns and Chargers. I mean, who the only people that didn't do good in this game were the two defenses because everyone was just absolutely going off. Nick Chubb had 23 and a half points. Kareem Hunt had 22 and a half points. David Njoku had 25 points. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think he had like 23 or 25 points. So pretty decent game out of him. But the star of the show, Justin Herbert, 45 points, a massive game for him, five touchdowns. He was slinging the ball all over, left and right, up the field, down the field, wherever he wanted to throw the ball, he was getting completions. His main target his main target was Williams once again, a massive game for him. He had a bounce back game, uh, 34 points. If you had him in your lineup, you most likely won. Especially those people with that Herbert and uh, and Williams stack, you guys were doing great this week. Austin Eckler, he continued his. I think possibly he could be the running back one this year. He put up twenty nine and a half points. So just everyone had a good game. If you had anyone in that lineup from that game, they did good. No need to say any more. That card, and then now going to the Cardinals and 49ers, this was just overall just a quiet game. Nobody really did anything spectacular. Kyler Murray, he was a huge disappointment in this game. He only had 13 points, and then everyone else on that on that Cardinals team, they nobody scored more than 16 points in fantasy this week. So just overall just a meh game from all the Cardinals offensive weapons. They did all right, nothing spectacular, but nobody did great, nobody did horrible. And then the the 49ers, they had a pretty quiet game too. Uh, Debo Samuel, he did all right for his standards, thir- 13 and a half. It's a okay fantasy week for him, but, but for him, you're expecting him to get into the 20s. He, he's been on fire early this season, so it'll be – It'll be good to see if he can go back to his usual self. With George Kittle out and and uh, Trey Lance starting, he didn't he didn't look too good either. So it's definitely going to be interesting moving forward for this 49ers offense with the rookie quarterback and their and maybe their best weapon out for the next couple of weeks. So definitely a quiet game from the 49ers and the Cardinals. There not nothing too much to report there. Then in that Cowboys and Giants game, I'm, I think the main coming out of that that game was Saquon Barkley getting injured early in that game. For those people that had him in in your lineup, you guys were hurt badly. He only put up, 
at most two points, if that. Like, he put up barely any points. He didn't do anything at all before that injury. And then Daniel Jones went out later in that game, too. If you have anyone on that Giants offense on your team, it's not looking good. Just after their, after Saquon and Daniel Jones went out, that that Giants offense just hit a wall. They could not get anything done. They've had huge injury problems at the receiver position too. They had maybe nobody that I even knew out there. Besides the Tony. Oh yes, Kadarius Tony, but he didn't. He didn't, he didn't have a breakout. He didn't have a huge game. So, And then for the Cowboys, on on the other side of the ball for the Cowboys, Zeke, he, he looked like his usual self, putting up 24 points. He had two touchdowns. Dak had 23 fantasy points. And then those were the two big dogs from that game. Uh, the, the Cowboys receivers, they did – all right for themselves too. Amari Cooper had 16 points. CeeDee Lamb had 13. And then I'm not sure. Do you know if Don Schultz did good? I didn't check that. I yeah, Don Schultz was the leading. Uh, he had the most receptions in that game. He had six receptions for 79 right. yards. So, okay, like, so points. good game. Hot start to the season. He was the main pass catcher in that Cowboys offense. Definitely going to want to be having him if for any reason he's on the waiver wires in your league yeah if you guys listen to us he should not be in the waiver wire yeah still same with Dawson Knox but uh just want to touch real quick uh Kadarius Tony actually had uh 10 receptions for 190 yards so I think I'd call that a breakout oh did he yeah as I told y'all uh last week to start him I hope you all listened to me because he did have uh 30 plus points in a full PPR format Let's head to my Bears taking on the Raiders. Justin Fields, next start. Uh, this game was kind of ugly, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the Bears didn't have Montgomery. They had a rushing attack between Damian Williams, who got the touchdowns, and Khalil Herbert, who probably looked better, in my opinion, who had more rushing yards. But uh, overall, the Chicago offense, uh, receiving-wise, you should it, – it just – yeah, if you have Robinson, I'm so sorry. Uh, going forward, the only touchdown squad was a third string tight end, uh, JP Horstead. So, if you have the rushing attack, if you have Damon Williams, you're probably still Phil Herbert, desperation play at most, maybe. And then Fields, I'm not playing him anytime soon. On the Vegas side of the ball, Derek Carr had a horrible game, and we had 190 something passing yards with an interception. Uh, Ravens, not Ravens, Raiders receiving core, Waller had a very down game for him. Ruggs and Edwards had a pretty down game. Renfro had an all right game. And then the rushing attack, Jacobs got in the end zone, but it looks like he is that guy. Uh, Kenyon Drake, if you haven't dropped him. Let's move on to the Sunday night game where the Bills took on the Chiefs. KC fans, I, I think it's time that you have to start worrying because I think your defense might be the worst defense in the league. I know your offense is amazing, but if your defense is that bad, you, Dale, I don't know if you know this, but fantasy-wise, uh, Kansas City is worst, dead last. Yeah. And overall, NFL-wise, uh, yards given up, dead last. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know if y'all can uh, keep winning if you have that, and especially with the division you're in with the Chargers looking like Super Bowl favorites at this point going forward, or at least NFC champion, AFC championship favorites. 
and the Broncos and the Raiders not being half bad, uh, it leaves the Chiefs in a pretty bad spot here. Uh, Hill had an all right game. Kelsey got the touchdown bounce back this week. McCall Harbin actually had a pretty good game for himself, which is pretty cool. Uh, the big news to talk about on the Chiefs side of the ball is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out with an MTL sprain. He is definitely out for the next week. And then after that, it's a questionable situation. So we'll talk about that later going forward. But waiver wire uh, on the Bills side of the ball, Josh Allen's a crazy man. Josh Allen, the stallion, is uh, 315 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He also had a rushing touchdown on the ground. He was the team's leading rusher. Uh, Moss and Singletary still not, not even impactful in this Bills offense yet. And then the guy that I've been raving about on our TikTok, on our podcast so much, Dawson Knox out here with three receptions for 117 yards and a touchdown. I saw all y'all in the comments on our TikTok about He's touched down the pen. Well, man showed out and had 117 yards. Uh, Dawson Knox is start for me going forward, unless you have Kelsey, to be honest, in your lineup. Other than that, I I, I might even start him up with Waller at this point. Call me crazy. But I don't know in a situation where you have well, Waller and uh, Knox. But if you do, maybe look for a trade. You can definitely – if you have a uh, Knox, you could definitely get a pretty good running back or wide receiver for that. Uh, other than that, Diggs had a letdown game. He only had two catches for 50 yards, which is okay. And then Sanders had two touchdowns. Uh, this Bills offense is obviously going to have, since MVP candidate Josh Allen is the quarterback, he's they're going to have game for they spread out the ball. Receivers are going to have up and down games. Diggs will not have a fantasy finish like last season. Like he was the guy getting the, so much of the work. Cole Beasley will have his games. Emmanuel Sanders will have his games. And Diggs will have his games. Uh, and then we already talked about the Monday Night Football. So that's it for the Sunday summary. Uh, every single week, we're going to go through all the games, recap quickly, talk about fantasy implications and going forward. But let's hop into our waiver wire ads of the week. All right, you guys, we're here with our waiver wire ads of the week. We're going to go through each position and give you the player that we think you should be adding the most. This week's waivers, I will admit, are a little more dry than the previous weeks have come. Most positions besides running back are not the biggest names, but nonetheless, we're going to help you guys out there needy at certain positions. Bailey, let's head to your quarterback pickup of the week. Yeah, my quarterback pickup of the week, even though he had a horrible game this past week, I'm still going to go with uh, Taylor Heineke uh, as the pickup of the week for the quarterbacks. He's had this season in the five games that he's played, he's had three 20 plus point fantasy games. So he's capable of producing a decent fill in game for you. If, if your uh, quarterback has a bye week coming up soon, he'd be a, he'd be a good fill in because his next two games are against the Kansas city chiefs, which their defense hasn't looked good. And if their offense bounces back, he's going to have to throw the ball. I, a lot, so he's gonna. If the if they want to ha- win that game, he'd be good throwing the ball. And then their next game after that, Green Bay Packers, another potent offense with the at best average defense. So two games coming up where he could have a could have two good games coming up. So he's my pickup of the week, Taylor Heineke. It's weird to think about, but now they're looking forward that if you're playing the Chiefs, you're going to want to start the offensive players against him. At this yeah. point, it was the Jets, but I think it's the Chiefs now because 
we know for a fact that this offense is going to drop points, and we know for a fact this defense is going to allow all the points. So definitely a good ad for next week. I'm going to be honest, guys. I didn't have my quarterback filled in until after the game tonight. Uh, we're going with Carson Wentz, who actually looks really good. The offensive line is getting healthy. Carson Wentz is getting back into a healthy form. He has Michael Pittman Jr. back on the receiving end. And, uh, yeah, he overall just looks great. He has the dump-off help of Jonathan Taylor now and uh, Naheem Himes out of the backfield still. Alley quarterbacks are probably left under waiver wire, which is pretty dry probably. Uh, Carson Wentz is probably one of the more favorable matchups going forward, especially if you lost a guy like Russell Wilson. A long-term guy could be Carson Wentz. Let's head into what is probably the more uh, potent uh, and more important thing we need to talk about here, the running backs. Uh, two major running back injuries happened this weekend, and me and Bailey are going to talk about the replacement for both of them. Let's talk about the Chiefs first. Clyde edwards Hilaire is out next week and possibly the next three weeks going forward. Derry Williams is the guy in the backfield to have going forward. He saw when once Clyde went out, he saw all the work. Mahomes obviously used his feet, but he does that. Uh, Darrell Williams will be seeing all the work going forward. They're playing the football team defense, as we just talked about in Bailey's game. But you definitely, if there's a running back on the waiver wire that is a starter, you need to have him on your team. He will be producing no matter what. The Chiefs offense is that high-powered that no matter what, at the receiving end or rushing, uh, he will be getting work. So definitely one of the two running backs you own this week is Darrell Williams. And the other one, I'm going to let you talk about, Bailey. Yeah, the other one filling in for the injured starter, Saquon Barkley. It's going to be Devontae Booker. I mean, he's going to get – he had the majority of the touches this past week after Saquon went, went down with the injury. So we know he's going to get a high percentage of that workload. And in my eyes, he's the only New York Giants that I see worth having – worth being in any starting lineup at all because – I mean, you know what? No, maybe maybe Mike Glennon, he actually might be a better passer than Daniel Jones. We never know. So maybe those receivers do get an upgrade, actually, from that Daniel Jones injury. But we know Devontae Booker, he's going to get the touches to produce a good uh, week, week for fantasy each week that Saquon is out with that injury. Now, if you guys listen to me, Last week, when I told you guys my start of the week, which has looked really weird, but I told you guys to start Kadarius Tony, and look what the man did. He had 10 receptions for 190 yards, over 22 points in a half PPR format, 30-plus points in a full PPR format. And if you listened to me last week, then you have him on your team. You don't need to worry about picking him up. But he's still available in over 60% of ESPN leagues, over 50% of sleeper leagues. Make sure you guys snag Kadarius Tony this week. He's definitely the hottest wide receiver on the market right now. Even with Mike Glennon playing, he's going to be the guy that gets the targets. Slayton and Shepard have been dealing with injuries the whole season, and Kenny Galladay is just bad. Kadarius Tony is the wide receiver to get this week on the waiver wire. Yeah, Mike Glennon might actually be a better passer than Daniel Jones. Yeah, like, he genuinely gen- we, we, could We be. just have to see. Like Daniel I mean, Jones was – we're. We can't forget that Daniel Jones wasn't doing the best job getting the football to his receivers. So this and could the, be a blessing in disguise for those Giants receivers, although most of them are injured. I mean, in the game, the the reason why Kadarius Tony had so much work was because it was all the work was coming from Glennon. So yeah, yeah. But let's head to your wide receiver out of the week, Barry. Yeah, my wide receiver out of the week. He was a sleeper for me coming into the season. 
It's going to be Almond Ross St. Brown on the Detroit Lions. He's had back-to-back 10-point or higher fantasy games, so he's he's been getting those consistent looks on that Detroit offense. T.J. Hawkinson, probably their leading leading, uh, receiving threat. He's been producing a bunch of duds recently in fantasy, so they got to throw – Jared Goff has to throw to someone – in these past two games, it's been Amon Ross St. Brown that he's been looking for those high reception games, low floor. So definitely a decent decent and reliable receiving option there for Amon Ross St. Brown if you're looking a little thin at, at receiver with all the injuries that have been happening. Yeah, and Queen Cephas just went down. His teammate broke a collarbone. He's going to be out for a long time. So uh, yeah. definitely a boost for Mr. Brown there. Let's head into your tight end pickup of the week, Bailey. Yep, my tight end of the week is going to be David Njoku. I mean, he was one of those people that got blessed with that game of the year, Browns, Browns and Chargers. He had a 20-point fantasy game and I he had a huge touchdown uh play that that got him a bunch of points but I still I still think that he has a bunch of uh fantasy value that's the word I can drew a blank there for a second he has a bunch of fantasy value going forward I think the I think the Browns offense they they've kind of struggled with the first four weeks in the passing game but now that they got David Njoku and those tight ends more involved into that passing game, they saw how how high of a score they that they put up, regardless of them losing. I think they look to get those tight ends and especially David Njoku more involved in the passing game moving forward to find more yeah. success. Yeah, I think me and Bailey can both agree here that the the tight end waiver wire of the year was last week when you could grab Knox or Schultz, probably the yeah. two guys going forward that will be top five tight ends this year, but. Another name to look forward to if you missed out on those two guys is Hunter Henry. Uh, Mac Jones found the tight end that he liked. We knew going in they had Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, but it's looking like Hunter Henry is the tight end one on this team. He saw the most red zone targets in this game and the past two weeks. So definitely if you're looking for that touchdown upside, Hunter Henry is the guy to own. Let's talk about our defense wrapping things up here. I'm going with the Bengals defense, and the reason why I'm doing this, you're like, oh, Nolan, the Bengals defense, they're not, like, above amazing or anything. Yes, they're not, but I just, I've, I've been watching the games, and I just, I watch this sorry-ass Lions team just exist, and they're, no matter what, they're going to find a way, and the words of the great MMG, uh, they're going to find a way to tank and lose the game, so, uh, the Bengals defense, uh, if you need a defense on a bye week, like New, I know New Orleans is on a bye week. I own them in every single league. So a defense I've been looking to pick up this week is probably the Bengals going against Detroit. Yeah, any defense going up against Detroit, they're going to be a they're going to be a good bet for a streaming defense that week. My defense pickup of the week it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts, and I and you're like, oh. Indianapolis Colts, they don't have that great of a defense, nothing special. Yeah, guess what? I'm picking them up because of their upcoming schedule. Their their next five games, let me just run you through this. Okay, okay. Yep. So next week they play the Houston Texans. They got offense looks horrible. Davis Mills isn't doing anything. So definitely a start there. The week after that one, they play the San Francisco 49ers. 
We know we both of us have said we like defenses against rookie quarterbacks. Trey Lance didn't didn't look too great in his first start. Other than Debo Samuel, nobody's really been doing good on that 49er. Not too worried there. The, then the next week, they play Tennessee Titans. Okay, yeah, they have to go up against Derrick Henry. He's the only one that's had a good season. A.J. Brown has been a huge disappointment. Uh, Julio Jones, he's been out with injury. He hasn't looked like himself. Ryan Tannehill hasn't, hasn't been like he was last year. I'm not worried about that. Titans offense. Then this is where it gets really good. After that Titans Titans game, then they play the Jets. We say this every single week. The Jets aren't doing anything. They're one of those teams that if you see a defense playing on them and you need a defense, pick that defense up. They play the Jets that week. So another good matchup. Then after that, they get blessed with another outstanding matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, so that my. is five, the next five weeks, the Indianapolis Colts play, play three, three offenses that you're not worried about at all. Three of the, probably the bottom three defense, bottom three offenses in the league. And then two other Two other offenses where they only have one good fantasy, fantasy person that they have to worry about. So that upcoming schedule is absolutely just a holy grail for the Colts defense. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a defense right now, and you're good, uh, the Colts defense moving forward is Bailey is very descriptively described. Uh, it looks like the the defense to definitely own yeah screw a weekly streaming defense just get the colts and you, there you go you have a five five week streaming defense you don't have to worry about defenses for the next five weeks it's a lot of stress off your schedule yep uh that's gonna do it for this episode but i want to talk about one quick thing here we didn't have down but bye weeks do start next week so people will be dropping people for bye weeks let's say they wanted to save their defense i mean they gotta drop someone off their bench so be Next episode, we, we will talk about uh, the people that probably got dropped this week that you need to pick up because they needed to drop them for a roster spot. But definitely just be mindful of that. Be mindful of the people when they accept the transactions. Be mindful of who they dropped to get who they added. And if they have any relevant names that they dropped because of a bye week, be the lead manager that's on top of your shit and be the lead manager that goes and fucking snags them without any other, other league mates even knowing. But that's going to be it, you guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed episode 12. We will be back again for the episode on you uh, Thursday afternoon. This will be out Tuesday afternoon when you're looking at it. Uh, anything else you want to say, Bailey? No, that's it. All right, guys. We do hope you enjoyed. Be make sure to check out our TikTok. We're going to be continuing to be active on there. We're trying to get 1,000 followers so that we can be going live on game day. But until we do that, just make sure you follow Nolan.Devo on TikTok. We'll be going live there. Uh, Bailey will be in the comments on the uh, other account answering questions with you guys. We'll be doing that every game day going forward. So make sure you're in tune for that and just keep streaming the podcast wherever you guys are streaming it. We're appreciating them, the, all the love. Uh, for that, it's me. Peace out, guys.